0: here they come again flag down at the line of scrimmage as the pass is to an open travis kelsey who flings it back over to tony my goodness this is going for a touchdown this is this is not a designed play kelsey's
1: always looks around as if he's a quarterback and he does this and i can't believe it i think it's coming back number 19 offense lined up in the zone.
0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
2: I love all the people about Nats and Romo with the call on CBS yesterday, all the people that are, like, shocked that that happened. Oh, can't believe the referees threw that flag. As a Giants fan, I got, like, 18 texts right after that play. It was like, oh, like, happy we got rid of Kadarius Toney. Like, wow, like, oh, Kadarius Toney, boneheaded play? Never seen that before. Also, he was, like, five yards off sides. Also, like, piss off all the complainers. And uh, Bill's futures, let's go. Let's go, baby. The well capper, Drew Dinsick, will join us in just a moment here, giving us uh, thoughts on Monday Night Football, the doubleheader tonight, Week 15 in the NFL. But to remind our live audience, Ken and I will get back to our handicap of the games coming up this weekend in the National Football League, and we will go to Foxborough in 20 minutes to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs now at 8-5, and five, visiting Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots. All our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, power hour of the program. But joining us right now, as he always does on Magnificent Football Mondays, and we love having him on the show, it's our good friend, the Whale Capper, Drew Dinsick, betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports, co-host of the Deep Dive podcast, along with our friend Andy Molitor. We encourage people to check out both of those endeavors and follow Drew on Twitter at whale underscore capper. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going?
1: Oh, thank you! It was great to be with you guys as always. Marvelous football Monday, and uh, yeah, the weekend that was uh, was awesome. Uh, we were just talking about it off the air, but uh, NFL bets basically all went my way. Uh, I think the only loser I had was Rams money line, uh, which was oh so close. But uh, yeah, I took 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 a uh, a ton of you know ton of strong positions, in this late in the season, you never really know how it's going to go. The betting market was not kind. I had some a pretty aggressively negative clv on a couple of plays like i think i had under 41 and a half in the browns i mean yeah in the uh, bears uh bears game that closed like 44 or 45 <laughs> and uh, uh that was my worst clv of the entire season so far got there by the hook thanks to the uh, uh lions sputtering at the end there but uh yeah i know it's 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 uh it's good to have a winning week this late in the season when markets are uh you know relatively sharp and uh yeah feels feels pretty great today
0: well, uh, the two Monday night games. Not sure if, <clears throat> not sure if you have a maybe some more strong positions late in the season. Maybe on either of these games, which you can which you can share with us. I'm always looking for a strong position. I'd all over the place. We've had some interesting line movement in both games too. Uh, Miami got bet a bunch yesterday, like out to 14. That's still basically the same number. A couple 13 and a halves, and then the Packers Giants game. Interest in the Gi- well, it's been interest in the Giants all week, but interest in the Giants again today, where all the sixes are gone. Now you're looking at a board of entirely five and a half. So the Packers, just a five and a half point favorite total still 37. Any thoughts on either of tonight's games uh, before we look ahead to next weekend?
1: Yeah, I didn't bet either of these because I was pretty close to market. And uh, the one I was kind of staring the closest at was seeing how low this uh, Tennessee Miami total was going to go before playing some over. Um, and then typically in a standalone game like this, like if you're going to, you know, if you're going to get, in-game action if you're going to get halftime action like you have to be a little bit more price sensitive and uh didn't quite get to the point where I wanted to get involved with the over there but uh I have the dolphins circled as a little bit of um just a team to watch in terms of uh betting market being a little bit too sure that these guys are world beaters um 14 points is obviously a massive spread in any NFL game and uh you know considering the injury status with the Titans I get why the Dolphins would be installed as such huge favorites. Um, But uh, the Dolphins have had a couple of kind of sneaky, quiet, significant injuries on defense lately. Like if you just look at their defensive numbers, since Jalen Ramsey has come back, it tells you that the Dolphins' defense is a top three unit in the NFL, and maybe they are. But uh, I think, in the absence of Jalen Phillips, and now uh, having lost Baker, who's you know linebacker who had seven hundred plus very good snaps for them this year, uh, there is a chance you start to see this uh, Miami Dolphins defense uh, regress a hair. Uh, I'm hopeful that Dolphins just kind of take care of business in this one, and that um, we get this uh, you know the uh, Week 15 market. Kind of becomes widely available with the Dolphins as close to two touchdown favorites over the Jets because I very much like the Jets if that's uh, what ultimately manifests there. So I'm hoping that there's not something weird that happens in this game that really kind of nukes that market before I get a chance to get some Jets.
2: Uh, by the way, uh, Dolphins, at some places now, bet MGM still hanging 14. 13 and a half have started to pop here for the Miami Dolphins in the game tonight against the Tennessee Titans. By the way, like I, I kind of agree with what you said about the Jets. I think that number's like a little too big for next week. Ken and I won't talk about that game until tomorrow because Miami is playing tonight. So that's Will's thoughts on the two Monday night football games, and he bets that he likes. Uh, Will, let's turn our attention to the games coming up on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, as the NFL continues its pursuit of dominating every single day of the week my friend as it stands right now what is your favorite look for week 15 in the national football league and why
1: oh well if we get if we get uh even 11 and a half uh with the jets that would be my favorite side next week um i'm nowhere close uh to double digits there um only bet i've gotten in so far is under 38 and a half in chicago cleveland um don't understand why this one's not one of the sort of typical low 30s type of games. Uh, The Bears defense, if you didn't know, they've been a bye-bye-bye for, what, going on four weeks now. Like, you know, the Montez Sweat trade certainly kind of gave them a little bit of extra juice, but this unit has just been playing up uh, since about week six. Their run defense is among the best, if not flat out the best in the NFL. Uh, and now you have uh, a Browns team that's bringing Joe Flacco and, you know, has is, is lost another tackle to a season-ending injury uh, into a contest where I think both defenses can absolutely flex. Uh, Justin Fields drawing dead against this Cleveland Browns defense. I think the Browns defense is, at, particularly at home, uh, is an extremely tough challenge for this Bears offense, which is... Uh, Been a little bit spotty since Fields has returned. I know they put up a decent uh, score line yesterday, but ultimately that was aided by some pretty weak defense from the uh, Lions combined with uh, some really, really favorable field position and some turnover luck. So, um, you know, this one has every whiff of Brown's 13 to 10 for me. So under 38 and a half was uh, my uh, my first bet uh, of the week and uh, favorite total, at least as current numbers sit
0: hopefully it's uh 13 10 browns uh led by comeback player of the year joe flacco and that game would be would be really outstanding for the, for the positions as uh as Demar hamlin dmp's against the dallas cowboys would be really outstanding well we'll see i'm the joker i really am i just it's this is going to drive me nuts the whole rest of the season i can't help it because i just embrace what you are you know right that's where i'm at right now uh well one of the one of the results we had yesterday well a pair of results we had yesterday so kind of like the big three in the nfc like again we continue this round robin where they play each other niners like like steamroll Seattle for a while but like kind of put them away late score a lot of points in the game against Seattle Uh, drew lock actually like pretty good accounting of himself but Seattle uh San Francisco wins rather and Dallas Mm -hmm. beats Philadelphia Sunday night which means the Niners are the one going forward obviously like the schedules down the stretch will determine the seating the Futures Market has responded by in a lot of places installing the Niners as like a pretty prohibitive favor to win the Super Bowl like a separation between the Niners and everybody else so I think like i hope we can agree i mean i would think we would agree like the niners are the most likely team to win the super bowl that's not really like a point of discussion right now even though it could be in a couple weeks who is the second most likely team to win the super bowl right now
1: i think it's the ravens and i think it's because the ravens have the clear they play in two weeks
2: obviously too on on christmas night the niners and the ravens play two weeks from today
1: Yeah, and not to like totally spoil the uh, the Dak uh, Prescott party that I know Lockheed is already like uh, g- g- sending out invites for. Uh, oh, I've been hedging. I, I, don't worry. I think just go ahead. Yeah. Sure. I cur- I currently think the MVP is a three man race. Uh, I think it's Dak Purdy and uh, Lamar. And I think, uh, you know, Dallas is red circled for me this week as a uh, potential letdown against the Bills. Then they got to go up against the Dolphins, who they don't match up with well defensively. Uh, so, Dol- you know, the, the, the Cowboys realistically need to win these two games, I think, uh, to get Dak to, you know, to kind of concrete that. Uh, favorite status um, and a loss against the Bills and particularly a loss where Josh Allen like outplays him would be bad news for uh, for for Dak and then at that point I think Lamar Purdy head to head Christmas night that's probably your decider for the MVP that's kind of just you know I'm, I'm looking Crystal Ballie and I get that like. There's Lamar has work to do in the statistical categories, like he's way, 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 way behind. Um, but if you didn't notice, he had the best game of any player who stepped on the field yesterday. Um, obviously, week 14 still has to finish. Uh, you know, Tua could put up a, a more impressive EPA number, I guess. But, um, I think, um, there were signs against the Rams where you can see that, yes, there's maybe some potential that the Ravens defense is overrated, but they're still very, very well coached and they have a ton of depth. Uh, But the offense is something that I was never really sold on all season is like, you know, it came in like fits and spurts. It had moments where it just really, they couldn't get the, they couldn't put games away. Like the, there was some clunkiness in the offensive, you know, the, the rushing efficiency at times. It wasn't clear that they even knew who their best back, you know, was for, for kind of getting the hard yard at times. And Lamar hasn't been playing that well, albeit he's winning football. So, you know, I, I kind of wasn't sold on the Ravens offense, but yesterday put a lot of those concerns to rest. Uh, and I think there is a decent opportunity here with them coming down the stretch, even without Mark Andrews. If Odell Beckham Jr. plays as well as he played yesterday for the remainder of their games, uh, he's going to be an impact player. Uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously, very, very, very strong. Vibe in with uh, um, uh, Zay Flowers, and uh, if the offense is unpredictable because they're using these new weapons and you know wide receivers at this time of year, like there's not tape on how do you stop the Ravens. Uh, that is potentially a problem for everybody else in the AFC. So it's taken me an absolute lo- you know lifetime to get to believing that the Ravens can do anything in the AFC. But uh, I think that's your one seed, which makes them the most likely to be in the Super Bowl. Um, as things currently stand.
2: You better, you better hear Nick and Ken on a Monday, talking right now with the Whale Capper, Drew Dinsick from NBC Sports and the Deep Dive Podcast on Twitter at Whale underscore capper. Well, we'd like to get your thoughts on the three Saturday games for people that will have interest in betting them, AKA hundred percent of our audience. Um, Even if you don't have any bets on these games, just like, have you had to pick something? What would it be? Bengals lay in three and a half against the Vikings. Total. There is 39. We expect Nick Mullins to start for Minnesota. Indy in between a two and a half and a three point home favorite against Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers total. There is 42. And then the lions out to a five point favorite on Saturday night against Russ and the Broncos total is 46 and a half. Have like 90 seconds for this one, and then uh, we'll close with something else. But thoughts on the Saturday games here and any bets you might have.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> Jake Jake Browning had the second best performance of any quarterback in the NFL yesterday after Lamar Jackson, which is absolutely insane. It was not entirely because of uh, the Colts defense, although they definitely helped. Um, I am surprised that he's uh, only asking you're only asking him to lay three and a half here against Minnesota, who has no offense to speak of right now. Minnesota getting it done almost entirely on defense and almost entirely with the defense that uh, you know kind of preys on you know pressure. Uh, being the fact, you know, blitzing and pressure being the factor. And uh, for what it's worth, Cincinnati's at full strength in the offensive line. Their weapons are fully healthy and they are a nightmare matchup against the secondary for Minnesota. So I think Cincinnati's going to score there. I would lean, lay in the points with the Bengals and, you know, we'll, check up some injury information on the Cincinnati defense, which is pretty bad, uh, before finally getting involved. Uh, similarly, Pittsburgh coming into this one without uh, TJ Watt and uh, Alex Highsmith apparently. those you know th- That's your last two pass rushers for the Steelers. Um, they've already got a bunch of issues with their linebacking core in terms of health and f- effectiveness, so um, I get why the Colts are 2.5 point favorites and I get why this total is 41.5 even though Pittsburgh's offense has been such a, a colossal disappointment this year. Indianapolis plays so fast Fast though, that, that is a uh, if Watt is limited or unavailable because of the concussion fiasco, then uh, the 41 and a half is probably two and a half points too low. So that is an over or pass, and it's a Colts or pass uh, based on sort of the uh, the injury information coming in on Pittsburgh. Uh, and then Denver Detroit, there was a big old, uh, big old fat bet on Detroit today. This was like three and a half, and it's out to five. Okay. If you feel like that confident in the Lions, you know. Best of luck to you. Um, this Lions defense is just flat out bad. Um, they were, you know, getting by at times with a little bit of creative pass rush with uh, you know, Alan McNeil and and uh, Aiden Hutchinson at the beginning portion of the season. McNeil now on IR. Hutchinson is like his his quality of play has regressed aggressively, uh, and the secondary can be picked on by you know basically average receivers are picking on them. I think Cortland Sutton has potential for a huge game, uh, and you have a better uh, you know good a good scheming coach who kind of takes uh, you know solid lessons from the, what's on film, and there's now a, a pretty clear blueprint about how you beat the Lions. So uh, Denver, if this if this continues to trend five and a half, I'm seeing now. Uh, I think this is pretty obviously – I might end up getting involved in the Broncos again, which I didn't think was possible because, like, I, you, you assume they get bet every week, they keep winning every week. Like, there's got to be a high point on their price, but, you know, if the people are that confident that the Lions are the side here, then I, I might be Broncos this week, which is wild.
2: Well, five seconds. Favorite NBA bet for tonight?
1: Ooh. Uh, nuggets first quarter in my account, and uh, but Kings oh, for the yeah. full game. Minus four and a half, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, so Kings I for the full that. game and Nuggets so in the happy. first quarter. Love that. Uh, Drew is on Twitter at whale underscore capper, betting analyst for NBC Sports, co host of the Deep Dive Podcast. My friend, we sincerely appreciate the time. Good luck with all the bets. Stay well, and we'll catch up with you next week here on the show.
1: Thanks, guys. Best of luck
2: to you as well. The great Drew Dinsick, the Whale Capper joining oh, that us here made me so happy. on You Better, You Bet. Well, I really they, like and then you have yeah. then you have a preview of Ken's yeah. NBA bets for tonight. Coming up next, yeah. more week fifteen handicapping from Nick and Ken. You better, you bet.